Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Uh-oh, Stewart and LeBron. Stewart is hot. And everybody's coming out now. Now, this is ridiculous. Yeah, he must have caught an elbow or something, but... Oh, yeah, he's he's got a lot of blood streaming from the side of the eye. Look, here goes Stewart! <laughs> yeah, I think he's a little upset. You've got coaches, you've got security guys... Look at Dwayne Casey's like, just calm down. It was along the free throw line on the free throw, and he's still trying to get loose. <laughs> he is knocking over, and he's out of the game without question. I mean, this it's is like he's running through the line. That's nuts. That's just yeah, crazy that's, right that's now. That's just crazy. That's crazy right now. Yeah, amazing scenes, actually, wasn't it, uh, in that match between the Lakers and Detroit yesterday. Uh, things getting more than just a little heated. Uh, and LeBron James, uh, I think, was uh, as guilty as anyone in the whole deal. But uh, Isaiah Stewart not handling it all well. And uh, really, it went on for a long time. And you might have heard in the background the PA announcer imploring people to stay in their seats and not go on the court. Uh, there was a lot of people involved. And it's gone all around the world virally, as these things tend to do. Uh, I'm watching on, I'm sure, with a lot of interest, uh, was uh, George Berry, uh, who uh, comes into us uh, as a Kiwi journalist, of course, but an expert on the NBA. Uh, good morning to you, George. Uh, not the first time these sorts of things uh, have been uh, seen on an NBA court, but unusual to see LeBron James in the thick of it. Morning, Mr. Smithy. Yeah, it's an odd one, isn't it? Um, obviously, LeBron is, is the face of the league, and a lot of people kind of, run the decisions based off what LeBron thinks in terms of social justice issues and things like that and that are bigger than basketball. But yeah, to see him in the thick of it, it it's pretty pretty interesting. Um, it was definitely a, a pre-overblown over, ordeal, especially by Isaiah Stewart. Um, if you've seen the video, you'll see that he's not a small human. He is a, he is a massive human being. I, I looked up his... Um, his stats and everything, I can't, he's 113 kilos of what looks like just pure muscle, and he was hard to put down. Um, a lot of his medical staff, coaches, players trying to contain him yesterday, but he was just simply on a rampage. Um, yeah, pretty sad to see on his part. And, and yeah, you, you were saying, you know, LeBron looking like he's pretty guilty there. I, I tend to agree, Smithy. I, um, 
you know, you look at the replays of, of the incident and it does look pretty deliberate what he did, you know, throwing that elbow to mm. the to the kind of brow area, cutting open Isaiah Stewart's eyebrow there and a lot of blood showing. So um, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in terms of suspensions and fines from here. Yeah, sometimes they, they often say, George, that it's the retaliation which is the real fault in these things, but I'm not sure in this particular case that if you slow it down, that was a more than deliberate act. There was, often, nine times out of ten, some of these collisions, uh, these clashes, uh, because they're such big bodies, as you say, uh, can be slightly accidental. I'm not sure about this one, and I would have thought that if they're going to make an example of someone, uh, LeBron James might be not a bad target in this instance. Yeah, yeah, you could be right. Around the free throw line, you know, they're all standing in either, you know, three people or two people on the side of, of the free throw line there. And you do see the old elbow thrown to try and, you know, get get in the way of the player and grab a rebound if the ball comes off the rim instead of going through and, and the free throw. But, yeah, it just seems like LeBron put a bit of effort into that. And I think Isaiah Stewart was in the wrong place at the wrong time, quite simply. Um, the way that Isaiah Stewart kept the, the incident going, I think... Unfortunately, I think he'll get maybe an extra game than LeBron. I think LeBron will definitely get one game suspension, which um, you know Knicks fans will be disgusted at because he was about to play at Madison Square Garden, which is always a, an absolute occasion. Um, so he won't play that game. Uh, I think Isaiah Stewart, because of what happened, and you know you look at the video, he's actually tackling. Well, he's actually kind of running over his own medical staff and stuff to try and reach LeBron, and you know they're hitting the floor. I think that's just a bad look, and I think the Pistons, the Detroit Pistons, um, may talk to the NBA and kind of come to an agreement that at least a couple of games, maybe two or three for Isaiah Stewart, might be the way to go. Uh, okay, uh, well, it's not too long before they face each other next week, and uh, of course, they play so many games in a short space of time. So, uh, with only those minimal game suspensions, you, you kind of figure we'll see them. Uh, lock horns, so to speak, for a bit of a bit of phrase um, sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah, you really will. It's, it's the beauty of the NBA, isn't it? An 82 82-game season. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll certainly be interesting. And you know, you heard that you heard that um, PA announcer, you know, telling people to stay in their seats, not to throw things on the court. And you know, obviously, you know, Detroit is is not um, unfamiliar to, to things happening on the court. You know, you think of the Malice in the Palace. Um, Things have happened there in the past, so I think all Detroit workers in that in that arena and, and staff and front office were probably just crossing their fingers that nothing got too serious and luckily he was finally able to be contained and, and taken out the back mm. and, and he was ejected, obviously, same with LeBron. That was only LeBron's second ever ejection in his career, 19-year season. It's pretty remarkable, really. It is. It is for a big man in such a small, confined area. Uh, it is, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think he might be the guilty party here. Uh, look, uh, let's look mm. at uh, better aspects of, uh, of the uh, NBA, and uh, it appears uh, Golden State Warriors have rediscovered their mojo that uh, looked like it might have gone missing, and then uh, with that, of course, coincidentally, uh, they're already talking about MVP for Steph Curry. Yeah, that's, that's pretty remarkable to watch, to be honest. Um, I've got some... Some good stats here that I've that I've found here. So Steph Curry, he's he's well and truly, like you said, found his rhythm again. He's he's playing out of his skin. He's leading them to the best record on the NBA right now. They're fifteen and two, leading the Western Conference. So Steph Curry has had four games where he's had nine three pointers already this season. He's had two forty point games, one forty five point game, and a fifty point game. 
This is, this is in 17 games. And overall, a, a stat came out earlier this week that I saw that Seth Curry's had 38 games in his career where he's had nine three-pointers or more. And the closest to that in NBA history is James Harden with just nine. So this guy is just playing absolutely out of his skin. And it's not just him. Their, their, their motto is strength in numbers. And, you know, you look at yesterday's game, I think they were playing the Toronto Raptors. Um, it was a close game. Seth Curry was being pretty much double-teamed the whole game. Their, 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 the Toronto strategy was just to just a trap step, just he can't shoot. Um, but, you know, Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins, you know, they came out with 30-point games themselves. Draymond Green is back playing what looks like some of his best defensives. He's defensive of the, of the year candidate right now. So, you know, it's a, it's a real team effort. But when you have a guy like Seth Curry as your, as your ringleader, um, I'm sure you're probably just having the time of your life playing basketball really, aren't you? It doesn't matter where he plays. There's always going to be immense interest uh, in Stephen Adams. Uh, and now this association uh, with Memphis. Um, how do you, uh, how do you figure it's going for Stephen this time round? It's really interesting, Smithy, because when he got when he got traded there, he got traded for um, Memphis traded their centre Jonas Valanciunas, which I kind of view as just a, a better version of Stephen Adams. He can shoot more. He can shoot the three. You know, despite I think this is Stephen Adams' what eighth or ninth season, maybe he, he still can't. He still isn't shooting the three in games which is an issue. Um, so they, they traded for Steven and a draft pick just to get a, a bit more younger talent. He's come in and he, he got off to a good start. Um, it was clear that from listening to you know Memphis media and stuff like that that um, Steven was being a real mentor to the younger guys, which is fantastic. They've got some really good young talent with the likes of John Morant, who is probably you know top two or three young talent in, in the league right now. Um, at the moment, Steven is playing two less minutes than last season. So his minutes have gone down. His points have gone down. But his assists and rebounds have gone up, which is, which is good. But at the moment, Memphis are in a, a big-time slump. They've lost, they lost both games this weekend. They lost one game by 43 points to the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are not that good themselves. And their record's 8-8, eight and eight, so that's not bad. That's 500. But five of their eight losses have been by 20 or more points. So... It's not looking too good, and plus, to make it his worst, they have the worst defense in the league right now. You think that Stephen Adams, you know, with his big body and known for his defensive presence, would kind of look to to shake that up a bit and 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 help kind of move the defense in the right direction? It just seems like, yeah, it just seems like the last couple of seasons, to be honest with Stephen, that he just can't really make a a massive impact. And I don't know what what's that what what that's down to. Maybe he's just you know, played with some really remarkable players in Oklahoma City, the likes of Kim Durant and Russell Westbrook and Paul George. You know, a lot of all-stars came through that team. Now that he's kind of on the younger teams, perhaps with less talent, he just really can't find his footing. I, I can't really put my finger on it, to be honest, Smitty, but I just can't really see him making a massive impact at the moment with this team. They're, they're very young and they're, I don't know whether they're looking to win a lot of games. So I don't know where he, where he kind of fits in this team and... I just I think he he's only 28. Like he's got a long time in this in this league left if he wants. I just think if he wants to remain kind of um, seen in this league, I think he just needs to start shooting threes. Like we saw all last season, he's putting videos up of him shooting three pointers, and I thought, fantastic, this is the season, new team, new opportunities, new coach. Maybe he'll start shooting some threes, but still nothing. He just I don't know. A, a lot of people his size have, have kind of come to the, the realization that they've got to shoot threes to remain kind of you know tenable in this league and. I just don't think Stevens found his foot, his footing since leaving Oklahoma City. Okay, let's uh, look at a couple of prog- problem children. I, I view from a layman's point of view from the outside. 
one on the court, Russell Westbrook, where does he fit? I mean, you, you know, uh, this is a, a star-studded outfit, the Lakers, but he just doesn't seem to fit the mix in most teams he goes to. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a real conundrum, isn't it? Um, he, he's, just, he's such an interesting character. It's, you know, it's Russ's way or the highway. Um, I, I'd hate to coach him, to be honest. Um, I think, looking at his season last year with Washington, he, he was... He got off to a shocking start, kind of like what he's doing now. Like last night, he played good against the Pistons, but I think he's just really struggling to find an identity since leaving Oklahoma City. He was the guy in Oklahoma City. He was the MVP, the triple-double king, and I think he needs to, yeah, he came to a stage where he wants to win championships, and that, that requires being on a team like the Lakers with you know Anthony Davis and LeBron James, but I think he just thrives better when he's on his own. when it's his team, you know, because he needs the ball all the time. He's a very high-usage guy, loves to have the ball in his hands at all times, loves to tell people what to do. Um, Yeah, I I just think he's struggling to find his his footing right now. And, look, last last season in Washington, at at the second half of the season, he was playing some incredible basketball, and he led that team from pretty much nothing to a a play-in spot in the playoffs. Um, so look, it, it might come around and he might just be off to a slow start. That's what he's been like the last couple of seasons. Um, I, I didn't like the move to the Lakers. I, I really didn't like it when they when they traded for Russell Westbrook. Um, I just think there's there's too many big heads trying to trying to control the team there right now. And I, I just don't think it's going to work for them. To be honest, I, I think it's going to be a pretty bleak outlook. The seventy sixes. Uh, their season is underway and uh, it's not been a brilliant start for Doc Rivers or, or on the court and the, we've got this ridiculous situation where this Ben Simmons um, who's on I guess megabucks but it's costing him a fortune every time he doesn't front up what is, how can this still be carrying on how's, how has someone not just stepped in and sorted this yeah I mean how long have we got to talk about this situation this could go on for hours to be honest Smithy this is, it's getting ridiculous now and the fact that he hasn't been traded, the fact that he hasn't shown up and actually played, it's, it's actually just getting a bit sad, to be honest, for both parties. Um, look, Ben Simmons has come out and said he's, he's, he's got some mental issues he's working through, and I completely respect that and, and, and everything. But he also, you know, the 76ers have reached out and, and have offered their team counsellors, which, you know, they should do. He's part of the organisation still, but he's rejecting that. He's going to outside counselling and stuff like that and he's not telling them how he's going with progression and it's, it's just getting a bit petty now and if he doesn't, I don't think he's going to play for the 76ers ever again. It's just a matter of both sides now are just waiting to be the bigger man. Like He'll either get traded and Ben Simmons will get what he wants or Ben Simmons will pretty much just just find his own way somewhere and, and be the bigger man. It's kind of just a it's literally just a competition of who is the bigger man in the situation now, the 76ers organisation or Ben Simmons and his camp. And it's, it's actually just really sad, to be honest, just to, to see the pettiness that's going on. Um, yeah, I, I think Ben Simmons is a great talent. I think, he, I think he needs to kind of sort out his attitude towards the game of basketball. I think he's a, a big me, me guy, like it needs to be all about him. The front office and the team pretty much built the team around him, not Joel Embiid, who is by far one of, the, one of the best, if not the best big man in the league right now. They built that team around him so he would feel comfortable, and now he's not showing up. He showed up to one training and sat there, maybe did one defensive drill. Uh, drill. Then when the team went in for a huddle, he walked off and left. Like he's, 
he's he's big time sulking and he's just wanting a way out. But I I, I, don't, I honestly don't think he might not even play basketball for the whole season. It, it's it's it just mm. it's just gross to be honest. Oh, well, I'll miss the worst free throw shooter in the land there, won't they? That's about the essence of that, George. Um, <laughs> hey, look, thanks very much for your time this morning and the, those uh, updates. Uh, great to chat to you, and we'll call you uh, quite often throughout the season with uh, your great knowledge on it. Uh, appreciate it, George. Thank you. Thanks, Millie. It's an absolute treat to be on.